Alright, hey everybody, welcome to the fourth episode of the Tablet Ash Podcast. Uh, Number four, Larry. we are still grinding. It's Eric okay. and Burner, okay, and we're still grinding. You didn't even let me finish. I was trying to say that I was Dirty Larry, and you just went into the grinding thing. Again, with the grinds. Because it's exciting. Oh, speaking of, I tried grinds. Oh, well, and now? And you, are you a believer or no? I didn't actually try grinds. Shut up. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that one all week. I was going to text it to you like, bro, I tried grinds. And then when you would text me back and say, oh, man, really? What would you think? I was going to say the same thing. Shut up. I didn't try them. But I figured it would be funnier on the podcast. And it was. Um, Sure. I guess it was funny. I mean, I mean, I laughed. And I would imagine that our three viewers laughed as well. Well, when um, when the one person that I know is listening listens to it, he'll tell me if he laughed. All right. Now, listen, um. I just checked the metrics, and we have 19 total plays across all three podcast episodes. Okay, well, well that's something. Better than nothing. So, I mean, that, and just to preface it, I did listen to each of them once, so we really have 16 plays. Uh, yeah, and I have not downloaded or listened to any of them, so... Yeah, I wouldn't... I don't blame you. It's pretty bad. None of, the, it's pretty none of those bad. are from me, at least. That's 16 different times somebody else has clicked play. That's pretty impressive. We're sorry. We're sorry. Oh, yeah, no, we've been sorry since we started. Yeah. Okay, so today's going to be the first time that we smoke a cigar uh, that is not the same for the podcast. Correct. I mean, we've done three episodes. This is four. Right. We did the uh, Carolina Reaper for episode one. Did the Chicharrones for episode two and the, and the Miami, Miami for three. That's so true. this is the first episode this where we were smoking one. different ones. So what do you got? Um, Herrera Esteli uh, exclusive one. Riverside edition. Another Herrera. But it's different. It's Riverside. It's exclusive. So wait, what's what? What is that one? I don't know what the Riverside. Uh, Riverside is, um, it's the Riverside Cigar Shop in. Uh, it's just it's next to New Albany, Indiana. It's just across the Ohio River from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, so you got it there. You got it at the. Yeah, I smoked one uh, a couple years ago on a, a bourbon trail uh, experience that I did. We stopped here and. Had one, and I was just up in Louisville last this last week, and made it a point to go to the shop, and uh, was just planning to buy a couple, and bought a box. So wow! Oh shit! No kidding! Yeah. Whole box! Wow! A whole box! So is that good? It is that good. Can you buy them online? I don't know, but lucky for you, you have a box. I have a box that I'll just send you one. All right, that works. Yeah. Um. What okay, you so you're doing that. I am going to do a Tatawahe the Bride. This was uh, this year's Monster Series cigar, and I think the last Monster Series cigar that they said they were going to do. Allegedly. Okay. I, Funny, I, if I, I almost smoked one of those last night and didn't. Oh. I, I, I want to say, from a purely marketing standpoint, that saying this is the last one we're going to do usually means this is not the last one we're going to do. Because how much money has Tatuaje made off the Monster Series? It's got to be a lot. Maybe they're out of creative juice. Well, 
Don't say that about Pete. How dare you? No. <laughs> How dare you? I don't know. Maybe he's out of creative juice. That's not, I mean, uh, hey, Pete, if you don't have it anymore, brother, it's okay. You know? How dare Sorry, you? I'm not mad at you. If you don't have it, just hang it up. Can you please sign my box, Pete? Please. <laughs> I'll drive it to Miami. Oh, he doesn't do that. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't do that. All right, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into these. Spark it up. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not actually gonna I'm stick mine. it up my nose. I'm just gonna light it if that's okay. <sighs> smells like cinnamon. Uh, that smells good. I had I had my wife smell this because I thought it smelled so different. I wasn't sure where that was going. I had my. I took this cigar and I, you know what I did with my wife with this cigar. I had Bill, her sniff it. Bill Clinton did. Had her sniff. Had her sniff it. No, man, we're not. We're not that kinky. It's a family no, podcast. Her, it's family podcast. I had her <laughs> sniff it because I thought when I when I smelled the cigar, I thought it smelled different, and so I said, "Hmm, that smells. That smells like kind of different. I don't know. I said it smells maybe like cinnamon, and she smelled it, and she says." Smells like every other cigar you've ever smoked. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> well, it's better half, people. It's better half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like you're maybe a little suspect in your um, descriptions of cigars. Sometimes you do. How I so? Do. Well, after the uh, the last episode. Um, Somebody, a, a loyal viewer, sent me a, or a loyal listener, I should say, sent me a, uh, a photo of, of his white meat and dark meat, and uh, they are very clearly different colors. Oh, okay. So um, interesting. Not sure where that was. You know what happened with yours? Well, but, they uh, weren't mine. They were my 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 friends and. I will just say that it wasn't just me who thought they looked different because Andrew at Small Batch also said that they looked different. So, you know. Odd. No, I mean, it's, it's strange that, I mean, in the photo, very clearly, one is very dark and the other is very light. So now, that's interesting. I, that's I, interesting. I do, yeah, no, it is. And just real quick, I do want to say I do not encourage our listeners to send me photos of their light or dark meat. Uh, I do encourage I them to do I that. I don't actually. encourage that at all. So please it's don't arrogant do burner at tapthatash.com. Please don't. Or you do can that. tweet tweet at <laughs> arrogant burner, and I would love it. I would love it if that became a thing. Oh God, I hope it doesn't become a thing. I'm gonna kick it off. I'm gonna kick it off. I actually don't have any white or dark meat, so I can't really send you anything. But you know, it doesn't really matter to me because no matter what happens, I'll just keep on grinding. Now, See, that gonna... is a thing. That is a thing. Oh, it's a thing at this point. Okay, well, we're going to get the Grinds people. we got to get the Grinds people on the podcast. We're tweeting at them. They're getting a tweet about the Grinds. <laughs> the Grinds shout-out in this podcast. They may have already gotten free. one. Did you tweet at them already? I did. <laughs> not not from Tap That Ash, from my, my personal, but yeah, I did. they say anything back? No, nothing. When did you t- When did you do that? No, a couple of days ago, like maybe before I went up to Kentucky. Oh, okay. So it's been it's been a it's not been too long, right? It's not been like it's two weeks and they haven't. Seen oh no, anything. it's been a few days. A few days is not a hard no. It's true. 
But I think every every published podcast that we talk about grinds, which at this point has been all of them, and it looks like it will continue to be all of them, we have to tweet at them. We talked about grinds again, waiting for the sponsorship. Yeah, you no, know? I think that's fair. And by sponsorship, I just mean a, a can. Yeah, no, like, listen, grinds executives, you don't have to pay us. But if you just sent some grinds, like, that, you know what? You could even send extra grinds so that we could give them away. You know why I feel like the grinds thing is a good idea, though? Like, all shit aside, I, I give you shit for it. But you remember back when uh, we tried our first pipe smoking when we went to Good Karma in Lubbock, Texas? I do, with our boy Lance. And with, with Lance. And he... One of the things he did that I, I, I had heard of it, but I never really had done it, was the cleansing of your palate between tobaccos. Remember, he had, yep. like, coffee beans, like chocolate-covered coffee beans yep. that we chewed on. It cleansed your palate, and you could light up another bowl of different tobacco, and it, it really did make a difference. So the grinds thing actually makes sense from a cigar perspective because if you're smoking a lot of cigars, even – say you smoke three in a day well you have some grinds with you you could just pop that in cleanse your palate with a little bit of flavored coffee pouch and then go about your day and get your next one so that's honestly that's a good idea i mean i'll still give you shit for it don't get me wrong i'm still gonna oh that's fine i'm still gonna huff and puff but i think it's actually a good idea so grinds executives this is legit okay we're a legit podcast we're probably going to be the biggest podcast ever I think that's at least fair. the biggest pot. At this yeah. point, I think that's fair. I think our numbers indicate yeah. that that kind of growth is yeah. expected. Yeah, yeah. No, so 19 in in like two weeks. Like, yeah. You better get in on the ground floor now because we're going to be fielding offers from a lot of people. That's true. That's true. So how, how, how's your uh, your cigar? We haven't really talked about that since you put fire yeah, so, to it. Um, the first like two draws were really... It kind of had that ammonia, quick little like flash of ammonia. That wasn't really that good, but it's it's gone now. Um, it's to me, it it, it kind of tastes like a. I I, I don't want to say this because I don't want people who are in love with the monster series to like jump my jump my shit or anything. But um, I feel like the a lot of the monster series are so similar um, that. It, you know, when you when you smoke one of these, you know you're smoking a monster series, and that's not a bad thing, right? Like if you compare it to something like a Drew Estate Unico series, you know when you're smoking a Unico, in my opinion. They have a, a very distinct flavor profile that I think when you smoke it, you're like, yeah, this is a Unico. So I think that's the same way with the monsters. Like when you smoke it, you know you're smoking a monster, but that's just me. Um, in no way am I saying they all taste the same, but I do think they're very similar uh but yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's uh, it's light. It's lighter than I thought it would have been. A little bit more mild than I thought. But I'll we'll see what happens. We'll see if it gets a little bit stronger. Yeah, um, it's interesting you say that about the monsters because there there are a couple that I really enjoy, and then there are several that I really do not enjoy. Um, and I don't necessarily get a lot of the same the same experience from them or similar even experiences from them. That's interesting that that's your kind of how you perceive them. Cause I perceive them differently. Yeah. Certainly. 
Yeah, sure, sure, and and I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with either way, right? Um, well, I mean, clearly one of them's right and one of them's not. You know, I'm, I'm right. Okay, well, you're, clearly, you're not. But okay. aside right. aside from that, no, you're right. There's clearly nothing wrong with with it that way. Aside from me being wrong, yeah, there's clearly nothing wrong with having a different opinion. Correct. Aside, that's from what that. I'm getting. Yeah, aside, okay. yeah, yeah, you got it. Perfect. Just making sure. Perfect. Making, well, what about your? How, how's the old Riverside? I know you've had one before. Uh, it's but. just as good as it was the last time a couple years ago. Um, it's. It's got a smoky sweetness to it, and a smoky with a cigar. Obviously, it's smoky, but it's almost like a um. It's it's very close to a regular Herrera Esteli, but it's um, you can definitely tell the blend is a little bit different. Um, I think it's a little bit sweeter. I think that there's some. Elements of it, it almost tastes like it's got, like it's close to a fire cured, and I don't think it is. I don't think there's any fire cured in here, but similar to that in that respect, with a smoky taste to it, it's almost got that going for it. Um, very balanced, um, just a touch of spice, a little bit of sweetness kicking in. A very good cigar, so just as good as it ever was. So it's actually for sale at Riverside Cigars, and next to Riverside Cigars is um, a bar called Match. It's a cigar match. Yeah, like a match. Like like a match. (laughs) And uh, so we were in there one night having a drink and um, smoking these Riversides. And the bartender that night was a guy named Jinx. (laughs) And so... (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. Well, Jinx was quite a character, so he, um, I wasn't driving that night, so I was, I was, uh, drinking, you know, fairly heavily, and, uh, so his deal was that every cocktail that I would buy off the menu, he'd make me, like, a personal concoction of his own. So, like, four cocktails deep, I've had, like, eight drinks. Um, it's a good bartender. No, he was he was awesome, and he so he told this joke, and I like to tell this joke, you know, around. Uh, I tell it at work, um, tell it at home quite a bit. So this this rabbit walks into a bar, he goes up to the bartender, and he says, "Do you have any rabbit food?" And the bartender says, "No, we don't have any rabbit food. We're a, we're a bar. We have people food and we have drinks. Get the hell out of here!" Throws him out. So the next day, rabbit comes in, walks up to the bartender, says, "Do you have any rabbit food?" bartender says i told you yesterday we don't have rabbit food we have people food and we have drinks get out throws him out third day same old rabbit comes in goes up to that same bartender says hey do you have any rabbit food and the bartender says i've told you two 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 days in a row this is the third we don't have any rabbit food and if you come in here one more time asking for rabbit food i'm gonna blow your goddamn brains out get out so he throws the rabbit out. This rabbit walks in the next day. He walks right up to the bartender and he says, I got two questions for you. The bartender says, what? He says, well, first question, do you have a gun? And the bartender says, no. And he says, great, do you have any rabbit food? It's the, ra- it's the rabbit joke. Now, that joke is immeasurably funnier when you've had, like, seven cocktails.
All right, listen, so I got a joke for you. Well, I hope it's as good as the okay. one I just told. It'll be... No, it'll be better. Impossible. It'll be better. Okay. So there is a train driver who works in Norway, lives and works in Norway, and he's, uh, he's not very good at it. Just say that. He regularly falls asleep when he's driving the train. So one night he falls asleep and ends up killing somebody who's on the tracks. Uh, so in Norway, their justice system is pretty fast. So he gets convicted of killing this person uh, and then gets sentenced to death. Uh, when you kill somebody in Norway, it's automatic death sentence. So he goes to the executioner who they're going to uh, put him in the electric chair. And the executioner says, you know, what's your, what do you want your last meal to be? And the executioner says, I just want one banana. So the executioner, executioner thinks, sure, why not? I'll give him a banana. So he gives him a banana. Train driver eats the banana. They strap him in, throw the switch on the electric chair. Nothing happens. Well, in Norway, if an act of God happens in this instance, the person automatically gets let out of jail, scot-free. So he gets let out. Nothing happened. Well... So the train driver goes back to doing his job. He apparently gets to keep his job, so he's still doing it. Well, old habits, you know, die hard, and he falls asleep one night, and he ends up killing two people on the tracks. So, again, justice system's fast. He goes to jail, gets sentenced to death. He goes to the executioner. The executioner says, Huh, you again. What do you want your last meal to be? And the train driver says, I want two bananas. So the executioner says, that's weird, but whatever, here's two bananas. Train driver eats the two bananas. They strap him in the chair, throw the switch, nothing happens again. Well, Norway rule, you're allowed to go. So he goes. For some reason, the train company lets him keep his job, and they let him get back on the tracks. So driving the train one night, what does he do? He falls asleep, and he ends up killing three people on the tracks. So he gets sentenced to death again he goes back into the execution the executioner says oh my god you again he said let me guess your final meal you're gonna ask for three bananas and the train driver says yeah actually i was gonna ask for three bananas and the executioner says well too bad buddy we don't have any bananas and the train driver says okay whatever no matter i don't care i don't want anything then so the executioner puts him in the chair throws the switch nothing happens again the executioner says, I don't understand. We didn't, I didn't even give you any bananas this time. And the train driver says, oh, no, it's not the bananas. I'm just a bad conductor. Oh, ha, 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 it's now, over. That's the end of the joke. Now, could that joke have been uh, like, like two minutes less? I, hope, I was hoping it yes. would have been, actually, yeah. But it's funnier when it's longer, because you you know you're building up this anticipation, wow. and you're someone's wanting to know what's going on. So you know, wow, it's it's staying in the podcast. It's staying in. So no, and it's funny that you pick you know that the country was Norway, because do you know why the navy, the Norwegian navy, put barcodes on their ships? I I don't. And so they could Scandinavian. Okay. All right. That was pretty good. (laughs) 
three jokes. It took three jokes for for somebody to laugh. Yeah, moving on. This is this is horrible. Moving on. We got to do so. We got to talk about something else. <laughs> what is happening in the world today? Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay. We got a new Heisman winner, Kyler Kyler Murray, Oklahoma. Yeah. No, that's I'm I'm pleasantly happy and surprised yeah. that that happened because Excuse me. I didn't want <clears throat> Alabama quarterback to win and I didn't want Ohio State quarterback to win so Oklahoma was the next it was like the lesser of three evils you know what I'm saying yeah I, I thought it was Tua I thought it was Tua's award to win so I I um uh, you know, I thought they were going to give it to him. I, I didn't really want him to get it, but I thought that he he would. So I, I was happy that uh, Murray got his two in a row out of Oklahoma. We'll see what they can pull together next year. Probably, uh, yeah. uh, you know what, like a four and eight record. That's probably what they pull together <laughs> next year. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, speaking of Ohio State, the big news this week has been that uh, Ohio State coach Urban Meyer is stepping down, retiring. Retiring, well, whatever we'll call it, retiring. Now, you knew it was going to happen, though, because when they asked him about it, he said, I'll be coaching next year. And any time they say, I'll be here next year, not somewhere else, it means they're going to be somewhere else. That's usually how it goes. Right. Well, and to be fair, I don't know if you knew this, but Urban Meyer actually retired and stepped down like two or three weeks ago. But he just didn't think he had to report it to the college, so, <laughs> so you know, it's been in the, it's been in the books for a while. Ah, so that's fair. So I guess he made that decision, and it's a long history of not reporting stuff to the university. So that that's yeah, true. It's yeah. Good. I mean, why would it change for this? Exactly. So I guess the question there is right. Like th- this happened when he was at Florida. He said. I'm going to be done, and then he ended up staying another year at Florida, and then he did leave, and he was gone for a year before he came back as Ohio State's coach. So I guess, uh, you know, if he does step down legitimately, which I think he will from Ohio State this year, um, and he'll take his year off, where do you think he's going to be the head coach next uh, in the following year? Yeah, it's interesting. I I don't know. Um, You know, I think – I'd heard that he was always uh, infatuated with Notre Dame and maybe the Notre Dame job. I'd heard that from a couple different people now. So maybe Brian Kelly leaves when he gets his ass smashed by Clemson in a few weeks. Maybe that encourages him to leave. Yeah, fingers crossed. Maybe that encourages him to leave. Um, And maybe maybe the herb goes down to South Bend. I don't know. Maybe he takes... uh, Maybe Harbaugh gets fired next year, and he takes the Michigan job. Wouldn't that be funny? It would be actually really funny if he became Michigan's next head coach. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It's it's like the same thing that we had. I think you and me had talked about this. Um, you know, Michigan hates Ohio State. Ohio State hates Michigan. That's a that's a pretty uh, deep rivalry. And I think you'd have a lot of Michigan uh, fans right now saying, "Oh God, I hope Urban Meyer doesn't come to Michigan. I hope he doesn't come to Michigan." But it's probably but at the, the only end of the way day, Michigan's going to beat Ohio State, right? And that's the thing, right? Me and you were talking about this when uh, USC was kind of going through its little lulls, right? When people were getting let go and everything. Um, you know, you said, "Well, you know, I hope they, I hope Helton gets to stay." But if he leaves, like it wouldn't surprise me if he leaves, just 
because of the way everything's going. And uh, I think you said, I don't know the exact words, but you said something like, you know, I, I, I hate Nick Saban, but if he came, if, if all of a sudden he got announced as USC's head coach, I'd be pretty happy. And I, and I think that's kind of how a lot of Michigan fans would feel, right? Like, yeah, they probably hate Urban Meyer right now, but if all of a sudden Harbaugh got fired and all of a sudden they say, you know, Michigan comes out and says, hey, guess what? Urban Meyer's our next head coach. You'd have a lot of Michigan fans on the on the Herb train. I think, yeah, no, I think I think they'd have to be because, I mean, I think, you know, the guy wins wherever he goes, whether you, you mm-hmm. like his personality, you like his coaching style, you like whatever about him, he wins. And um, you can't really... Well, I mean, I guess the NCAA could take that away from him, but you really can't take it away from him. Um, you know, yeah. he does just win everywhere he goes. But, um, yeah, it would be interesting to see if he does stay away. I I kind of think, you know, I look at um, like a Bob Stoops and an Urban Meyer, and if I had to pick one of them that's going to be back on the sidelines, it'd be Urban Meyer. Yeah. Over Stoops. Yeah, no, I'm, a- th- I'm absolutely with you. I think Stoops left. I think he's happy. He seems happy in his choice. I saw him a little bit last night um, in the coverage of the Heisman, and he seemed, you know, seems like he's just doing his thing, living his life, hanging out with his family. Whereas I think, um, I, don't, I, I just, I feel like Urban will be back. I don't know where, but pretty much whatever open job is available when he's ready to come back, I would imagine he'll have. Yeah. And, and I think that something you said right is like i don't wish right i, I if urban meyer's going through a lot of health issues right now you don't wish that on anybody despite how much you like or don't like the person you know i don't like urban yeah. meyer's personality i don't like the things that have been uh that have come out that he's uh done or not done that he should have done with this whole Ohio State thing, so I can't get behind him on that, but you don't wish those health issues on anybody, and you don't want to see a coach that did as well as he did uh, kind of go out and and have these health issues where he can't do anything anymore. You know, that's sad, but, um, you know, I, I, I wish the best health-wise for Urban Meyer, and, uh, you know, not that he's will ever listen to the Tap That Ash podcast, but, uh, you know, if he ever did, you know, Meyer, I, 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 I hope you... Uh, you can stay out of college football unless you're going to be like the D.C. or something at Nebraska uh, and just get get better, get your health better, I guess, you know? I don't know. Yeah, no, certainly uh, all the best, but happy trails indeed. Get get out. Yeah, um, yeah good riddance. I'd love to see uh, Ohio State um, not, not just absolutely have – I don't want them to tank next year because that's – it's almost sad when, when programs go from – uh, you know where they're at now. One loss, national championship contention, to winless, um, or you know two wins. But I'd really like to see him riding like a four-game winning season next year. I think that would just be hilarious for me. Yeah, yeah. I I, I like the idea of them kind of getting pegged down a bit, right? You know. Yep. They're, they're Ohio State's very cocky, and and maybe not even, maybe not even. I mean, I'm sure the Ohio State as a academic and athletic college is cocky. I mean, I'm sure the players are. But the fans, man, the fans are so damn cocky. Like, I I don't know. I don't know if you say who's the worst fan base in college football, it's got to be between Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, Notre Dame pretty obnoxious. 
Yeah, see, I don't, I don't have and, as and, much. And I would imagine that uh, Notre Dame fans would say USC is pretty obnoxious too. I imagine that most of us are pretty obnoxious. Yeah, and that's true. And, and but and I think, to be fair, also, sorry to cut you off, but to be fair, also, I think that um, this time last year when Scott Frost was getting announced in Nebraska, Nebraska fans were pretty obnoxious too. I think every fan mm-hmm. base is obnoxious at at different times, right? I mean, I, there were a lot of yeah. Nebraska people saying, you know, undefeated, we're winning the Natty next year, and you're you're not, you're not going to. It's not going to happen, right? It's not going to be instantaneous right. like that. Um, and that, that was pretty obnoxious last year. So I think every fan base has its moments. Sure. That, that's not to, me saying that Alabama or Ohio State has the worst fan base in college football. is not to say that, that no other fan base is obnoxious. I know Nebraska fans are obnoxious. I'm Every now and then I can be an obnoxious oh. Nebraska fan, and, and I get that. I think if you polled college football fans – uh, you know, and asked who they thought the worst college football fan base was, I'm willing to bet that Alabama and Ohio State would be in the top three at one and two. Not respectively, maybe, but they'd be there. Yeah, certainly. And I would like to see that. I would like to have that poll to see. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing where it's, like, I have no stake in the game, right? I'm not a player. I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a booster. I'm not making any money off them. So, like, what do I have to be obnoxious about? But that's just football. That's just college football fan. You know? Yeah, you, you're happy when your when your favorite team does well. That's what NFL is too. You're happy when your when your team does well. It's miserable it's, when they're not, or miserable all the time. Yeah, you still got um, that ammonia go away yet? And that stick? I'm interested in them. I haven't had one yet. What's it doing? Is it still sticking with the little ammonia? Uh, it hit, actually has had a little bit in there. Um, I, it went away at the at the after those first couple draws, but uh, it, it went away for a little bit. You know, I've got I don't know what is that. That's probably a little bit more than half is what I'm sitting at now, and it it kind of crept back in. I probably should purge it here at the break um, just to see. I, there are other flavors. The ammonia is so small, but it is still there. There's a tinge of right. it. And that may be affecting the way I'm enjoying it. But, I mean, it's I, – I still really get, like, a cinnamon, kind of like a creamy – it's very creamy cinnamon uh, kind of flavor. Uh, but that, that ammonia is just not doing anything for it, and I hope the purge takes it away. All right, well, um, you enjoy your creamy cinnamon, and uh, let's take a break. So what what is your how's your cigar? Because we talked just talked about my creamy c- cinnamon. Yeah, but. no, it's uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's just simply amazing. I just can't uh, imagine a shop the size. So it's a very small shop, and I just don't mean that derogatively, but it is. It's just what it is. It's very small. Humidor up there is is small. Um, didn't have a huge selection, and I don't. I don't know how they got um, an exclusive like this, uh, and it is just amazing. It's it's a shame that it is an exclusive because it's a little it's a little 
you know, and I use the word, and then people are going to be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? But it's a little darker than uh, a regular Herrera Esteli. It's a little, you know, it's like a little smokier flavor. It's just got little pops of sweet and pops of spice throughout the, the cigar. Um, really tasty, really good. I'm super pumped up. I bought a box. I, you know, I don't think that the darker comment is like off base. I mean, I've had cigars from the same, you know, I guess line technically that, you know, they, whoever it was that blended it, they blended just a, a slightly different version of the cigar and they do taste different. You know what I mean? I mean, it's that darker comment. I can see where that comes into play. So, I mean, yeah. other people might not like it, but. Maybe. Fuck them, they get their own podcast, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hey, I found a uh, something kind of cool uh, this morning uh, on when I was kind of browsing around on Reddit. I was on the cigar Did you site finally Reddit. find Pornhub? Oh, no, no something else. Sorry, no, never no. mind. C- cigar subreddit, cigar subreddit. But thanks. Uh, can, yeah. Wait, can you send me that link later, just so I know what you're talking about? <laughs> For science. For science, yeah, I just need to figure it out. I just want to make sure I know what it all is. Um, no, so this website is called leafonly.com. Have you heard of this? I I don't think so. Okay, so leafonly.com. Uh, oh, is it the loose leaf? Yeah. Yeah, they, they sell the leaf. Yes. So they have like a cigar rolling starter kit that you can buy. That's like $49. Yes. And... It comes with like an instructional DVD. It's the cigar making tools you need, and it says enough tobacco to roll about ten cigars. Yeah. So, in fact, I had seen that, and at one point, I was really, um, really hot on trying it, and I was going to do it, and then I kind of dropped off. And then when you said the the name, I thought, ah, oh, that sounds awful familiar, but I'm, I'm not sure I remember. <coughs> Excuse me, remember it, but. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a pretty cool site. Cool idea. I I think my wife worries that if I buy the kit, then I will sh- one day she'll come home from work, and there'll be like a two thousand pound pilone of tobacco in the backyard, <laughs> and I think she's a little worried about that. <laughs> no, I mean it's I I I know that cigar rolling as an art is, um, I mean that's what it is, right? It's an art, and. I know I've seen a lot of people say, oh, I want to roll my own cigars, or I'd like to try rolling my own cigars, and you see people who do it, and they are just the most haggard-looking, and I, they would be if I did it. You know, it's not a knock against these people, but they're haggard, because we don't have any, you don't have any experience doing it. A lot of these people who do it, they do it, that's what their job is. They do it eight hours a day. They roll, a, you know, hundreds of cigars in a day, and so, I don't know, It's it, it looks kind of cool. I mean, that website you can the cigar making kit I think I would be in for, um, and then you could. It's just crazy to me that they have they got a Connecticut shade wrapper that you can buy a, a San Andreas wrapper. I mean they got everything Ecuadorian Seco shade, Ecuadorian Viso shade. I mean they got all kinds of stuff on this one. They even have Candela. You can get a Candela. Um, yeah, I mean I, I'm not saying I'd want to do it, um, but it's this website's super cool and. We are not sponsored by LeafOnly.com, although we would be if they wanted to send us some cigar. You are such kits. a sponsorship whore. My goodness. Listen, man, I, I'm, it's not that I'm a sponsorship whore. It's just that nowadays when you are doing something in the public eye, like a podcast, and you 
start talking about products and you start talking about websites and services, people are going to assume that you're that you're getting paid to to beef out this shit, right? That's just how it is. I mean, you look at anything. You, you if you go on Reddit for more than five minutes, you have people calling hail corporate at every post because somebody posted a picture of their grandma who has cancer, and in the background you can see a Nesquik wrapper. You know, like, like. I, I just don't want anybody to think like, oh, this is just a shill podcast for leafonly.com and grinds. Like, we can be that. I'm not saying that we won't be that. But if we <laughs> if we if we are gonna be shills for leafonly.com and grinds, they're gonna sponsor us and you'll hear about that. Like that'll be a break. Like in the break it'll be this break brought to you by Grinds with Eric and Burner saying his spiel, get your grind on, keep on grinding. Or leafonly.com, it'll be me saying uh, you know, you don't have to be lonely at leafsonly.com, you know, like the farmersonly.com thing. Uh-huh. See, and we're not sponsored by Farmers Only either. We would be if they wanted to pay us. Uh, we're not going to be. We're going to be. So, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sponsorship anything. I just, I want to, uh, I want people to make sure that they know that we are not just shilling random products because someone's paying us. Well, we would divulge that information. And uh, I think we would want to actually have a hand in what we're we're, we're kind of shilling out, anyways. I think. Yeah, I don't know if you feel that way. Like, I don't know if if some ran- if like I don't know. I don't even know what if some Nazi group came to us and said they'd pay us a million dollars for a podcast. What is ha- what is happening right now? No, I'm just I'm oh I'm making a point. I don't think that me and you would say yes to that. You know what I mean? Like I don't that we wouldn't have a hand in that we wouldn't just blindly say yes because there's a million dollars on the line. We want to have a hand in it, and we would only want to be sponsored by things that we care about, like use, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I would. So for all the neo Nazis out there that might want to sponsor us, you find a different podcast. Yeah, this I'm, is not I'm your really podcast. I'm really not sure how this is even what we're talking about right now. So, Leaf Only. I, it kind of went off the rails. I think, Leaf only. I think it's a really good idea. So, I had a similar idea, um, I don't know, a couple months ago. I thought, you know what? I'm going to roll my own. I want to roll my own uh, sushi rolls. Right? So. <laughs> I ha- <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. I had a similar idea to leafonly.com and I want to roll my own sushi rolls. Rolling your own That's su- what the segue rolling was. Rolling your own cigars, rolling your own sushi? Same concept. So, oh, I got online and I bought a sushi rolling kit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I bought, and I bought the wrappers. You know, I bought all the stuff I needed. And we had... The seaweed. Well, I used soy wrappers, not seaweed. And so, um, one day we had some leftover rice. And I thought, you know what? I'm just I'm just going to do it, man. I'm just going to make, make some damn sushi rolls. So... <laughs> My wife wasn't. She was. She was not feeling so good. She was a little sick at the time, so she wasn't in the, in the kitchen area. And I, so I just kind of, I just went, man. I just was doing it, rolling. Those were the most haggard-looking sushi rolls <laughs> that you can even imagine seeing. Like, and I felt like, hey, I'm getting them rolled nice and tight. You know, they're even. They look good. The filling was, I, you know, diverse fillings and sauces and you know, all this other crap. Um. Wow, was it bad? It was an, an a, I mean, a failure of epic proportions. 
<laughs> it didn't taste good either? Yeah, well, it tasted fine, but it really, they, um, I think I, they were too big. I couldn't cut the pieces small enough. That's, they tasted okay, but they were not good to look at. We'll put it that way. Um, Why didn't you send me a picture of that? Were you just embarrassed? Like everything else you send pictures of? That to me specifically? I, I'm not sure I'm tracking. Oh, I didn't you know. send pictures to anybody. I don't you think know. I took photos of the homemade sushi rolls. Um, but I feel like my cigars that I make when I buy this stuff uh, to roll them are going to look the same. Right? I feel like it's going yeah, to be a and they will. salad bowl of tobacco when I'm done with it. They will. Yeah. But I think the cool idea with the starter kit, right... $50 is not that bad to do something like that, to kind of see... Because if it's something you end up really liking, then you run the risk of, like what you said, you, your wife comes home and sees like a pallet of tobacco, <laughs> you yeah. know, that you're going to b- roll your own cigars, and then you've you've run into a problem. But I, I think that $50 kind of... No, it's not an investment. It's like a $50 fun fee to see if, hey, shit... I'd like to try rolling a cigar. I'd like to see what that is. I, I would do it. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, no, I mean... It's going to be ugly. 50 bucks is, for most people, um, to spend 50 bucks on something fun or as an experience is... It's not out of the realm of possibility. So I, I'm kind of glad you brought it up again because I, I, I had seen this once before and I thought, yes, I want to do that. And then, you know, life happens. You just forget and you don't buy it or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. Yeah, the, this guy who posted on Reddit, um, I guess he had, I don't know exactly what he said, how many cigars he had done, but he, there was a picture, it was like a stack of five cigars, and the top one was like really haggard, and it kind of just got better, you know, and the bottom one was like, yeah, that's pretty nice, like that's, I mean, it's, it kind of looked like the Leaf by Oscar when you don't take the wrapper off, you know, it's it's, uh-huh. it's kind of lumpy, it's kind of like... But it looked smoke, and he said they were all smokable and they're all good. So, I think that's the other thing, right? Like, if you can buy a kit for fifty dollars and you get ten cigars out of it, well, as long as you don't completely mangle the cigars, you've got ten ten cigars for five bucks each, right? Right. So, I mean, who knows? I I, I think I'll do it. I think um, after the the holidays here and after the Christmas buying presents thing is kind of. Uh, slowed down a bit. Actually, it'll be a little bit longer because my daughter has her birthday in January. So after January, I think I'll probably look into it. I think we should do that. I think that'd be fun to uh, see what they look like. You know? Yeah, no, and I like it. Look, kind of looking at the website a little bit. There's um, they sell you know the individual leaf, right? If you want to buy just one kind, but then they have like a Brazilian sampler box. Yeah, and yeah. and I mean, I think I think. I think I speak for you when I say I would I'd be down to sample a bunch of Brazilians, you know? I'd be down. Um I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh I'm not going to say no. Right. He's not going to say I'm no. I'm not going to say yes. So, I'm not going to say I yes. I was but. I was at a um at a cigar lounge last night talking to some people and so this I was talking to this guy and he's just sitting there smoking and he says he goes to the Philippines a lot. Okay. And um and so he said that he went with his wife one time to get a massage at this Philippine massage parlor. Okay. <laughs> right. That's kind of where I thought Where are we was, going? That's, where is this that's going? That's where I thought it was going, right? So I was like, okay. And he's like, so it's super cheap like uh you know, works out to be 
um, five bucks for an hour, of five American dollars for like an hour massage. So his wife, you know, and a lot of extra services. For, sure. So his wife, like, hey, you know, pick, you know, picked a massage therapist or whatever. And they go back into the thing. So there were five other women working at this massage. I don't want to say parlor because well, he didn't say parlor, but yeah, I mean this massage place. There were like five other women working. So I just love where this so is going. He, he pulled out a wad of money and he said, "I want all five for an hour." Oh my god! And, and then he proceeded to tell us um, about his ten-handed massage. And then. Well, what, what did that what did that look like? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I didn't get a lot of detail, right? Because he told us about it, but I, I really wasn't interested in hearing about his ten hands. <laughs> you weren't? No, I was not. <laughs> um, but I just like how? Why would you tell people that that you just met? Kind of reminded me when I made the comment about sampling the Brazilians. Why would you tell people that you don't know? <laughs> like I just met this guy, and he's telling me how he hired. Five Filipino women to give him a ten-handed, one-hour-long massage. I can only imagine the shenanigans that went on back in that room. And then he says he was so he got done, and he said he was tired, and he just asked me if he could go to sleep. And they're like, "Oh yeah, you can sleep here." He says he slept for like two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Was here's the question that I don't know if you thought to ask. Okay. When this was being told, because it's a pretty big shock, right? Like, you're sitting there trying to smoke a cigar, and some guy's telling you this. Like, it's probably, like, you're kind of speechless, probably, at the moment, or you're doing one of the whole, um, like, oh, oh, well, really? Oh. That, oh. That's pretty much what it was, yeah. Yeah. So, you probably didn't think to, to ask this, and uh, I would have. I don't know if I would have said anything, but I would have thought to ask it. And that was, was he sure that all of them were actually women? I was at this, the event last night, um, talking to Mr. Ten-Handed Massage, and the guy next to him looks at me at one point in the evening, and he says, uh, do you have a lot of cigars at home? <sighs> and I just kind of sighed, and I said, well, I mean, I've got I've got a few, um, you know. And he says, well, I built a 10 by 10 walk-in humidor in, in one of my closets at home. And I said, oh, that's great. That's pretty, that's that's interest or that's uh that's admirable. That's well, cool. no, and it's cool, right? And one day I'd like to I'd like to have the ability to have a, a walking humidor in my own house. I think that's pretty cool. And he says, he says, yeah, built, built me a ten by ten out of a closet, and it's full of Cubans. <laughs> and I said, okay. And he says, yep, that's pretty much all I smoke is Cubans. <laughs> and I said, oh, you know, okay, that's you know, that's cool. Or I'm, you know, I'm not really sure where this this is all going. I'm not really sure what he wants me to say. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell me about how he goes to Cuba regularly, and he bribes the customs people, <laughs> pays them a dollar per cigar to smuggle these cigars back into the United States. <laughs> There's no way. And, There's no way that. And so I'm just sitting here, and again, he doesn't know who I am. So you got Mister Ten Handed Massage, and you've got this 
this pseudo-Cuban smuggler, and they're both telling me about their <laughs> questionably legal exploits, and they have no idea who I am. I, I mean, I could be anybody, right? I could, I could have any job in the world. You don't know who I am. I'm in a cigar lounge at a, a fairly well-known annual event in Orlando, Florida. I c- could be anybody. Um, and you're telling me all about how you bribe customs officials to bring cigars back into the United States. In- insanity last night. There's, there is no way. I can't believe that there's any way that that guy is telling like a whole hundred percent no way and they're I feel like the people who posture themselves like that they're the, it is so fabricated and there's always one right like if you hang out in a cigar lounge long enough there's always gonna be the cuban guy yeah all i smoke is cubans i only smoke cubans well congrats because there's some good cuban cigars there's some cuban cigars that i'm sure are not as good right just like there's Nicaraguan cigars that are good and some that are not as good. This, every cigar is going to have its own characteristics and its own flavor. And I feel like you're right. These guys that are like, oh, I only smoke Cubans. Yeah, you probably have never smoked a Cuban. Or yeah. you've smoked the uh, the cruise ship Cohiba right. that's made from the floor sweepings. You know what I mean? Glass top Cohiba. Yeah. Wow. Did you, whenever he... So whenever he... Uh, whenever he said... I have a room and it's full of Cubans. Did you say, well, could you let them out? <laughs> <laughs> do you leave them in the room all the time or do they, are they free to roam the backyard sometimes? <laughs> do you feed them? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, what is... That's, I, don't, I don't understand why there's always that guy in a cigar lounge. Like, who cares and why do you think anybody does? I, you know, I'm sure that there is that level of absurdity... In every, like, I don't even know, what would you call the cigar, court, c- cigar culture? Would you, like, it's not like I, a it, fandom, but it's like... It's a lifestyle. You, lifestyle. So, so I'm sure there's that level of assur- absurdity in all lifestyle, things like that, right? You got people no who doubt. drink beer all the time. Yeah. Like, there's going to be people who are like, I only drink uh, imported beer from Germany, or, you know, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not, I drink beer, but yeah, I'm not no, a beer like, guy, right? If, if they make more, if that distillery makes more than a hundred barrels of this whiskey a year, I'm not interested because it's too macro for my tastes. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I say whatever. Like, I, I've had some really good micro distillery whiskeys, and then I've had some really good macro distiller, distillery whiskeys. So, uh, I just don't understand why there's always that absurd caricature of the industry and that's i think that's what it is right like cuban cigar guy is the caricature of cigars that's what people think like the blowhard who's like i don't care about the rules i'm gonna buy whatever cigar i want and i'll bribe anybody to get it into the country and i've got a whole room of them in my house and look how fancy and rich i am when in reality he's probably going home and smoking a macanudo red dot out on his patio Right, which there's nothing wrong with. Like, right, if you like that, just, just smoke say it. I smoke macanudo red dots. Like that's all. Just that's cool. Yeah. Enjoy. And we've always had that uh, with cigar smoking. We've always had that mentality, right? You and me have always said that, especially when we kind of started tap that ash. It was always a smoke what you like and smoke it how you want to. And I think the 
there are so many made-up rules in the cigar community oh, about God. i mean we see pictures of this stuff i see it on facebook all the time pictures of a list of 10 rules at a cigar shop yeah. that you're not supposed to do this you're not supposed to do that and when we first started I guess really probably when anybody first starts, you kind of take that stuff as doctrine, right? Like you don't know what you're doing. And so I remember we first started and we tried to stick to a lot of those things. Like we wanted to make sure that we stick, we stuck to the rules about how you smoke a cigar and the rules about how you cut a cigar and how you light a cigar. You don't use Zippos. You don't use anything but matches or whatever, you know? I mean, there's so many ridiculous rules that, we did try to to stick to when we started and we slowly maybe not even slowly we probably quickly realized it wasn't for us and we've always maintained that that level of uh you know do what you want to do if you want to light your cigar with a with the off the oven off the burner on your your oven do it like if that's what works for you then do it yeah if you want to smoke um i have a, a colleague who he will buy like one undercrown, um, like a Toro size undercrown, on Monday after work, and that'll be his cigar all week. He'll light it up, take a couple puffs, maybe smoke an inch, set it down, let it go out, come back the next night, spark it right back up, and he'll do that all week. I don't do that because that doesn't work for me. But if that works for him, then that's how he should enjoy this hobby. Because that's what it is, right? That's what cigar smoking is. It's about enjoying it. It's not about following some rule so that you can look cool or saying that you smoke Cubans because you want to look cool. Like, this should be a time where you just sit down, you smoke something, take a break, have a little relaxing time to yourself, or like you and me do very regularly, we smoke with people. You know, you and me smoke together. We don't live in the same place. We get on FaceTime and we smoke together and talk about stuff. Like, that's that's a nice kind of time to wind down kind of helps you, you your day if you especially you've been having a shitty day that's a really nice way to wind down from a a really shitty day so you know anybody that's listening that maybe has just started cigar smoking or maybe you're listening to it because one of your friends wanted to show you this cigar podcast and you haven't done it yet and you're thinking about it just don't the rules are so stupid and anytime you see a picture or somebody says you shouldn't do this, um, you know, there's always going to be caveats to those rules. One of them being, I saw somebody post on some Facebook group the other day that um, if you are smoking a cigar at a cigar lounge, you should never smoke your own cigar. You should always buy and smoke the cigar that you get at the cigar lounge, which to a certain extent, sure, right? Like, you shouldn't just go to a cigar lounge and bring your cigar from home because you just want a place to smoke and then you're not supporting the business. Make a purchase. Make a purchase. You don't have to smoke that cigar. Right. That you just bought. Un- unless it's you can a club smoke. atmosphere in which you pay some kind of club right. membership, then I think it's right. different. But by and large, yeah, if there's a cutting fee, ask the guy at the shop, hey, is there, can I, you know, is there a cutting fee? Or go buy a couple bottles of water. And a stick yeah. out of the humidor and smoke the, whatever you're going to buy the crappiest cigar they've got to give to your your gardener when he's outside doing your lawn, your you know your lawn or whatever you got to do with it. Who gives a shit? Buy something if you're going to smoke your own. I I think that's ludicrous. The other one that that we've we've fallen victim to and fell victim to early on was um, this idea to respect the cigar and don't snuff it out. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't. By that, you know, that means whenever you're done with the cigar, you should just throw it in the ashtray and let it on its own, let it go out instead of, you know, sticking against the side to get the, all of the, the, the cherry out, right? Like it just, you let it, you're supposed to let it go. Yeah. And that almost burned my house down. Yeah, that was BBC, right? Well, and I think it was all three of us. But yeah, I mean, we were standing in the backyard and we were smoking cigars. And, uh, you know, we got this new, we read this thing. And it's like, you got to let the cigar go out naturally. Well, I didn't have an ashtray at the time, right? I mean, we probably should have just bought an ashtray, but we didn't. Um, <clears throat> still new to the cigar smoking deal. And so I had a, a bucket, essentially, full of dirt uh, next to the house. <laughs> New Mexico. Oh, it's New Mexico, right? So there's a bucket <laughs> full of dirt. So we get this idea, hey, we'll just leave these cigars when we're done with them. We'll just set them down in this bucket of dirt. And uh, so we did that, and everybody goes home, and I go to bed, and I wake up the next morning, take the dog outside, and uh, I'm standing there waiting for her to do her thing. And I kind of take a couple of sniffs, and it smells like somebody's barbecuing. What, what the hell? And uh, it's like or it's six o'clock in the morning, you know. What the hell is somebody's with their barbecue going on? That's that's on. And I looked down, and the the bucket was made of plastic, and that some bitches melted down. Like um, it's <laughs> and it was smoldering. It, it's, the dirt inside is smoldering, and the plastic is starting to melt. And I feel up on the next to the house, and the side of the house is hot. The siding on the house is like hot to the touch. <laughs> so I was holy shit. So I go in his house, and I fill up a gallon jug of water. And I poured a gallon jug, and it's sizzling and smoking and doing the whole nine yards. <laughs> it took me three gallons of water to put that damn flower pot out. You know? And so I was like, to hell with this. We're snuffing that shit out next time. I don't, you know? <laughs> and and that's a, a really comical story of how the rule can go. I'm, I mean, I'm glad your house didn't burn down, obviously. And I'm glad we didn't burn it down. But, like, and that that's not going to happen to everybody, but... It's, I think that's a, a story, a comical enough story to show how ridiculous a lot of these cigar rules yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. You know? You know, that house... Like, if you want to slam your cigar out because if you're do done it. with it... Yeah, no, if you... If, if, it doesn't even matter if you liked it or you didn't like it or whatever. If you're done with it, put it out. You know, that house, we had quite a few brushes with with fire at that house. Do you remember when we, stu- we had that old mailbox? And my wife was out of town for the weekend, so we... Decided to stuff it with fireworks <laughs> in the backyard, yes. and it and it blew yeah. up, and then it caught all the bushes on fire in the back of the house. <laughs> I had quite a few, I do, I had do a few brushes that. with fire, and I mean, that's kind of thinking back, and we almost lit your house on fire with fireworks, your neighbor's yard on fire with fireworks. Maybe we shouldn't play with fireworks. <laughs> I that, that was that Fourth of July weekend that we you get you guys came over to our house and we were lighting fireworks off in the driveway and I, it was it was not like we weren't those people who were lighting fireworks off at midnight or anything like when people were trying to sleep it was still it was like eight or nine yeah. but it was dark but but our my neighbors had their all their lights off i think they i don't <laughs> they must have been asleep or something and we had one that was just that was super loud. I don't know. It wasn't like shoot up into the air one. It was just an explosion one. And I remember it rattled. It rattled <laughs> our windows. And so I can only imagine that it rattled their windows. And then all of a sudden we see their light come on and the door open. And, and uh, the uh, the gentleman that lives there, who's a great guy, because uh, 
I mean, he didn't like call the cops on us or, and he was, he was a great neighbor, but he kind of stuck his head out, looked at us and we were, we kind of like waved and said, Hey, sorry, sorry. But, uh, yeah, no, we did. We fireworks probably shouldn't be on our, in our inventory list anymore. Yeah. It should be just, yeah, no, out. that was, it's not, a, I mean, not it was fun idea. times, but yeah, no, we probably could have gone all the, what's that John Pierre Paul and lost a finger or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, it would it would have been bad. I mean, at least we didn't have to play football. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So I I have a um, uh, I think everybody has these stories, like elevator stories. I call them, where if you take an elevator a lot. There's always, like, I feel like elevator rides with other people are already awkward. Um, you know, if you if you don't know them, if you do know them, you know, if you know the person in the elevator, but you don't know them that well, like, you're trying to have small talk while you're getting from the, you know, wherever you're trying to go to the next floor or whatever. But I feel like the ones that are really awkward are the ones when you don't know people, and you're either just super silent, or you still try and make small talk. So... <laughs> I, I I have to I work on the ninth floor of the building that I work on, and I typically get to work early enough to where I never have to ride the elevator with somebody, and I leave early enough that I uh, don't have to ride the elevator with people down. So there's never a lot of it. Well, the other day this week, and such it's so stupid, but I was I got to work early, and in our building we have these little chips. Um, that activate the elevator before seven o'clock. So I got there at six thirty, and I was, you know, I got into the elevator and I was about to use my chip to scan the little spot so I could get to the ninth floor. And some guy was like, "Oh, hold the elevator." So I held it, and he got in and went to the side where you can scan it. So he scanned his, and he went to the whatever floor. So we're going up, and. Like, I think he was going to the third floor and I was going to the ninth. And right before we got to the third floor and the door opened up, he goes, he, he kind of mumbled something. And I looked at him and he goes, oh, are, you, are you going to the third floor too? And I said, oh, no, I'm going up to nine. And he tried to push the nine button and it didn't do anything. And the door opens and he starts walking out and he goes, yeah, you know, I don't really know. Uh, I, I don't know if this thing works uh, whenever you uh, double scan it or something, and I had while he was talking, I had scanned it so that it worked, and I had pushed the the nine button. And as he's talking to me, telling me about the technical difficulties of this elevator, the doors just close, <laughs> and he's still talking, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know." And the door just closes, and I don't say anything, and uh, the it starts moving, and I just start chuckling, thinking about like, "Well, that was awkward." Like, it was awkward for me. I feel like a like a douchebag you know, that I didn't stop this elevator so this guy could finish his story about how shitty the elevators were, but how uh, how awkward must it have felt for him to, like, be talking to somebody and then just let the doors close <laughs> while you're talking to him? <laughs> so, I don't I think everybody has, like, elevator stories like that, but, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll have more. Maybe we'll have a whole segment. We'll, we'll have a segment called Dirty Larry's Elevator Story. Dirty Larry's Elevator Story? Yeah, you know, I don't... So I don't have elevators. Um, well, I mean, there are, there are a couple, but I don't use them. We just have two floors. Um, our campus, where I work, is really more spread out. Um, so I don't have the elevator thing, but I get you. Like, uh, you know, 
it's it's the same deal, like that awkward feeling when you're at the airport and you know I go to give the the gate agent my ticket to scan to get me on board, and she says, "Have a great flight," and you say, "Yeah, you too." <laughs> <laughs> she's she's not flying anywhere. You know, she's not actually leaving. So it's it's that awkward moment. And I think everybody does that, right? I think everyone who's flown has probably has done that at some point in their life. Or gone um, to a movie. That happens at the movies. Enjoy have, the movie. Have a good yeah, show. yeah, enjoy the movie. Yeah, you too. Yeah, no, he's not seeing the movie. So <laughs> that's not how this works. I, if I was in one of those jobs where I had to do that, I would live for those moments. Like I would go try and get those moments and goad that out of people, you know? I would say whatever it took to get people to be polite to say it back. And then either silently feel like it was a win, or I would even say, Well I'm not flying, sir, but thank you. You know? Like <laughs> that would be funnier. <laughs> I'm not flying, sir, but thank you so much I'm... for your your kind words. Jeez. So I don't know how how your cigar looks like you're you know you're getting to the point where it's pretty good. I mean, pretty. You, you've you've smoked enough, I think, that you can kind of give a firm assessment on what what you're smoking. Oh yeah, no, uh, it's phenomenal. That the burn's been been good. The draws is, is is clean. It's not plugged. There's um, at all the whole time. The flavor profile. It's got a weird. Um, I say weird. It's it's got a, it's different. It's a little different. Um, in that it's got, like, I taste some citrus almost in it. Um, there's some vanilla undertones. There's some spice. I get a little sweetness. Um, really, it's, it's a really good cigar. Well made. Um, I got, you know, a little bit left, but I'll, I'll nub this one for sure. Because it's, uh, it's real good. So if anyone's ever in the Louisville area, it's worth the drive across the river to uh, Riverside Cigars. It's near New Albany. I don't think it's in New Albany. I think it's in the city next to New Albany. I'm not sure. Anyways, just go over there. Just look for uh, Match Cigar Lounge or Cigar Bar. And Riverside is attached to it. It's right next door. Fantastic cigar. What uh? Do you think you're in a good spot where you could give it a a solid review, like a solid point? Um, yeah. I mean, overall, I think you know, I I, I get it's hard to really give it's hard to give it a a ten because I, I really have a hard time giving anything a ten, right? Yeah, but uh, if it was amazing and you had no construction or burn issues, I mean. So I think I think it is a ten. It's is a it little, worth a ten? It's a little pricey. I think they're fifteen bucks a piece. Well, it's an exclusive. So I mean, you know, maybe you knock a, a shade off, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to not give it a ten out of ten, honestly. Wow. Well, then I would say I'm going to be extremely happy when you send me one, so I can try it and see this ten out of ten cigar. Yeah. No. I, uh, look for it in a, a mailbox. I don't want to say soon because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to get one in the mail anytime soon. But I'm going to really work to get it to you by Christmas. How about that? I, I well, I I'm on the on the the clock too because I've said I was going to send you cigars for a while, like a Yellow Rose that's a Texas kind of a Texas exclusive from Crowned Heads, and I haven't sent that to you yet. And I bought you one when I was in Albany, New York, that uh, that was a 
rolled in-house at the cigar shop that I went to, and I haven't sent that to you. So I'm on the clock, too, so it's not just you. Yeah, no, I'm terrible at... I, I, yeah. Me and my family, we have this little tradition, it seems like, well, when I'm involved, that we do uh, Christmas in April. Okay. Because that's usually when I get to the post office to mail stuff. <laughs> so I'm, gonna, we, I'm making a commitment to do better this year, um, but damn it, it's almost halfway through the month, so... Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I'm, I have to go to the post office probably this week anyways, so I'm going to try and remember to stick some cigars in a in a pouch for you. Uh, so hopefully you'll get those. Excellent. Um, yeah, so mine, um, I've been, I, I'm kind of disappointed in it, to be honest. Um, you know, that, from that first draw that with that ammonia hit was kind of uh, off-putting, and then it went away, and it was... I like I said, I had that creamy cinnamon. Mm. Um, you know, it wasn't bad, and then I kind of started getting the ammonia again, and and it seems like I have to purge it. At the very least, I have to to blow out of it every you know ten puffs or so, because as soon as I don't, I draw back in this bitter ammonia taste, and um, it kind of just it's been especially in this last little bit, it's really been overpowering the other good flavors that I think are present in the cigar. And so, I mean, if you don't have that ammonia, I, I stick with the creamy cinnamon. There's a little bit of like grassy kind of, uh, like a grassy taste to it. You kind of get the grassy, like hay smell off the smoke, but that ammonia, man, is just that bitterness is just so, ah, it's just so bad that it's, I, if I was going to give this something, I'd give it a, a 4.5 out of 10. Ooh. And I I typically give... I, I have liked all the monsters, I feel like. I think the only one that I really wasn't too hot on was... The, uh, I was on, not really hot on the Jason. Um, but I've liked all the other ones. And I like all the, the little monsters that I've had. And I've liked all the skinny monsters. Um, so this, is, this was kind of disappointing to me. And, and I have another one in my humidor. And I'll probably let it sit for a lot longer. I bought these ones maybe two, three weeks ago, but they've been out for a while yeah. for, since October. So uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll let it sit for a while and, and maybe hope that it kind of cleans up. Maybe it's like those uh, TAA Tatuajes from 2015 or whatever that had that those were, really those heavy ammonia. Awful. Yeah. So maybe it is, maybe it's not, maybe it's just, maybe it's not my cup of tea, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking the burn was fine. Like I didn't have the construction was great from a from a cigar like construction perspective. It was really great, but that flavor is just not not up to snuff with what I'm used to. So I'm I'd have to give it a four and a half. So you know the other day the other podcast I think number three episode three we had a Farkas fail. Yeah. Um, was it three? Or it may have been two. At any rate, it was one of them. Yeah. Would this one be fair to say? That uh, Pete's petered out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a hashtag Pete's petered out. I think yeah. on this okay. on this uh, bride. I, I've not been hot on it, and I will absolutely smoke another one. You know, I, I feel like for me, you got to give it another shot. I like to, yeah, I, I like to, and except for the cane that cane we had. I, I don't think I could ever <laughs> smoke that one again. That was just so bad. I mean. I don't think that we've ever smoked a cigar. The only other, actually, that's not true. The only other one I won't smoke, uh, aside from that cane, was the Monty's uh, Triple Maduro 
from it was a house blend at Monty's Cigar Shop in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when I lived there. What about the What about the Ronnie? The Ronnie was pretty bad. I never smoked one. Oh, I've never smoked. So one. I've smoked a Ronnie. You've smoked a Ronnie, yeah. I've never smoked. It was one. pretty. It was pretty bad. Was it? Yeah. It was Did you bad. smoke it all the way? No, 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 no. When did you put it out? Uh, like two inches in. Okay. See, I, when when we smoked the cane, we probably took three or four puffs. Me and you, and we were like, we're not doing this anymore because it was so bad. Uh, that Monty's Triple Maduro that I had was the same way. I I, I cut it. It was like a super tight draw, so I cut it again and started trying to take puffs, and it just tasted like a nasty, rotten foot, and so I put it out, <laughs> and I t- and I actually posted that on Instagram, because Monty's is pretty big on Instagram. Right. They, they, they like seeing everything, and I posted them, and I said it's – I had to put it out. I'm smoking something else because it tastes like a foot, and they never said anything, but th- I think those are the only two that I would say I would never smoke again. I would, I'll smoke this again since I have another one and see maybe in a year or so if it changes – um, you know that that ammonia is gone, but uh, as of now, it's it, it's not it is not good. It is not good. Not good. So, uh, well, I I don't know. I mean, I think that's that's pretty much it. I think we've put this one on the books again too. Yeah, it's uh, that has got to be the worst. The worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. That was terrible. We would have been better off just to cut it. And just end it. Yeah. That was... Yeah, sorry. Wow, this is some sorry. amateur shit. It's staying in, though. It's staying in. Well, no, I mean, it has to. I want I want people to realize how bad I am at this. <laughs> you know, I don't want them to think, man, he's just he's really, really good at it. It'll come in time. But funny enough, let me make a... Uh, just let you know, when I told my wife, uh, you know, we put the kid down for a nap, and I said, hey, I'm going to go outside and uh, have a cigar with Arrogant Burner. Um, I said, and she said, oh, okay. And I said, well, I'm, are you going to use this little table that I'm using? Are you going to use it? And she said, no. Why do you need it? And I said, well, we're going to do the podcast. And she goes, oh, the podcast. She said, how many, uh, does anybody even listen to it? And I said, I, I mean, yeah, I guess. And she said, how many people? And I said, well, and this was before I checked it before we started, but there was, it said there was nine plays. This was like a couple days ago. It was nine plays. And I said, well, I said, there's nine listens out of three podcasts. So <laughs> I said, but to be fair, to be fair, three of those listens were me on one of each of the episodes just to make sure that they sounded, you know, the way I cut them. And she thought that was very hilarious and laughed, laughed me out the door as I said that three of the listens were me. So, well, you know, I mean, everyone's got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, everyone's got to start somewhere. So to those, uh, and we'll probably to those people that are we'll listening, probably be starting there for a while. Yeah, to those people that are listening, I say keep on grinding. You know, grind it out. Not sponsored by Grinds yet. <sighs> Far too much talk about sponsorship. Hey, I had a great time. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed listening, and uh, we will talk to you later. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to the Tap That Ash podcast. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music in this podcast with his track titled Pyro Flow. You can find more information about us, read cigar reviews and news at our website, tapthatash.com. If you'd like to listen to something specific on this podcast, or if you are a cigar manufacturer or retail store owner and would like to be a guest on the podcast, please don't hesitate to shoot us an email or tweet at us at tapthatash.